Welcome to the Out of Character Podcast, a podcast where I actively shave down the barrier between what I think and what I say, and by 2023, you'll be able to hear my thoughts. Today's episode, I am cozied up in a blanket because we are snowed in and I'd like to take in the ambiance, and I could do what I want, because this is a podcast, not a beauty contest. And speaking of beauty, I did get a fresh cut. Do I like it? Do I not? Does it matter? I have never really cared if a cut is drip or not drippy because the cut is done. Like the old ancient proverb says, do not cry over spilt milk. And I'm not going to be upset over a cut. It's I am indifferent. I do not care. On that note, when are the mullets out? The mullets are in, but you know. My boy Bryce Hall's got one. Should we allow that? No one asked me. And I've been an early contender of this. And some of you know I've been I was putting up Instagram polls woo, since a long time ago. And I know I was not on the bandwagon for one reason mainly is because in junior year my friend Aaron, uh, not Aaron Hall, I had a friend in high school, he was rocking a mullet like at, that was when I was a junior. Not nah, since I was a sophomore, so no correlation to any trends. A true trailblazer. Shout out to Aaron, man. Really smart guy going into the military. God bless him. Anyway, I hope everyone is doing well this Sunday morning. I'm doing great. Not Sunday morning because um, this Sunday I should be in Toronto. And I should be in the middle of things and I should be at Freddie Dredd's house. And I should be with his cousin Brad who looks just like him except... If he got, you know, dropped off at Chernobyl for a, uh, a fortnight. And a fortnight is is a, is 14 days for some of you who don't know. He's great. I love him. It just looks like, you know, he's taller and he's, uh, he looks just like Freddie. Shout out to Brad. Bradley. Anyway. I've got a few things on my mind. I just got out of the shower, and the, there's one thing I can't get out of my mind. I've been thinking about this for a few days, and it kind of makes me mad the more I think about it. I saw someone post on some, I think it was an Instagram story, and they were excited about that they got a tattoo. And they were like, yeah, I got this tattoo. I, I really wasn't thinking about getting a tattoo, but they were giving out tattoos for $50. And, um, you know, I had to scoop now that has always confused me. And now it angers me because some of these people aren't even broke. You're telling me that's what it took for you to get a permanent scribble of SpongeBob on your elbow was for the price to go from $75 to 50. If I was going to get a tattoo, I don't care about the price. I, I wouldn't even look at the price. I would only look at the artist's like ability. I would only get the best of the best. I don't care if you can't afford it. Finance it. 30-year plan, I don't care. Or don't get one at all. Because this is permanently on your body. And I care about you. Like, who can draw? <laughs> no one can draw. Who can draw? No one. And you're going to go local? You never go local with a drawer. Drawers when you drop a, a pretty penny. You don't go local. You go local on produce. You don't go local on drawers. I used to be a drawer. I am pretty good at drawing. On paper, not on skin. Okay, that's a whole nother medium. Have you tried to write? You've tried to write on your skin. You can't even write. And you're going you're gonna to go on sale for that? Come on. You know better. You know better. On God, you do. On God. <laughs> it's just disheartening, man. Like, especially when they weren't even planning on it. And it's like, yeah, that's what it did. That did it for me, man. The $25 off. Oh, yeah. Now I'm really... And like some people will be like, oh, nice tattoo, man. How much was that? And they'll be like $125. And everyone will be like, oh, dang. 
That's expensive, dude. And then the guy who got it is going to be like, yeah, I know. I was like, it wasn't on sale. You guys must have. And they're like, yeah, we got it on sale. Another Black Friday tat. If you cannot, it's a body modification. It should be a body upgrade. You should be enhancing your body. I really, like, I don't care if it's a date of my dead grandma and it's like 9-2808. I'm going to go to the best person to do that. That's just me, though. And I would never get a tattoo because people who get tattoos are usually drug addicts, sex addicts, and addicts of all kinds of forms. And that's, uh, oh my God, that's from, I always forget her name. She's a comedian. She made a TikTok like that. Full credit to her. I'm not going to try and rip her flow. I forget her name. I think it's Grace. And then a really long name, last name. I think she's German. Hilarious. Um, But it's true. What? You get a, you ever see a priest with a tattoo? A sheikh? Uh, uh, damn it. What are they called? Rabbi? Yeah, now we're speaking. Anyway, yeah, you don't you just don't see good people with tattoos. <laughs> um Yeah. <coughs> I don't know, man. I've been just thinking a lot. I'm in the process of moving, as many of you know, to the big city. And it kinda makes me mad. Because uh I noticed one of the biggest things in my life that I am battling is primarily indecision of all forms. I think I told, ah, damn it. Oh yeah, I told you guys this on the last episode, but yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to tell it. I'm just going to let that one pass, that thought just pass by because I already said it. Uh, it just, it stops me from, it doesn't help me. Like I stopped getting DoorDash and stuff and Uber Eats because I'm sitting on the app for 40 minutes to get a Big Mac and I scroll through every single store that exists and I get the same thing that I always do. Which is not a Big Mac, but you know what I'm saying. I usually get, uh, oh, in the deals. Oh, my God. If there's anything I am more than a perfectionist or indecisive, it is a cheap-ass dude. So, yeah, maybe I would be one to get this, the $50 tattoo. But that says a lot. If I'm against the $50 tattoo and I'm a cheapskate, um, then, yeah. I'm just not going to conclude that statement because I don't know where I was going with it. But I'm not a cheapstake because I like money. I'm a cheapstake because I know what it is to not have money. Okay? That's how I grew up. And I didn't have money. <laughs> oh, you, what's that clip of Bella Hadid when she goes, I never even had a pair of Louis Vuittons or something? That's basically what I'm like. No. No, I didn't grow up poor. I always had food and everything. I had a roof over my head and pants on my legs. But let's just say those pants were a little tight. And uh, and they were tight for a while. And that's okay. But I just never spend money. Now all, all the money I make, I save. Uh, for the past two years, I have saved literally 98% of my money. At least... Uh, and now I have to spend it because I'm moving out. And that's the thing with indecision. It keeps coming. I swear I got on TikTok. I got three TikToks in a row, not just saying how much they hate Toronto, but how much they would rather live in Calgary, which is where I live now. So it's kind of freaky, but I don't care. I'm too deep and I'm going to go and I'm going to make it big and I'm going to little birdies going to jump out. And I'm not moving out just yet. I'm going to be out there for four or five days, scope out the area, try to, because uh, like I said, no no one wants to rent me out a house because I have no credit, no pay stubs, no employment letter, no references, no cosigner, no guarantee or whatever it's called. No, nothing. There's no benefit to rent to me than anyone else, except I will be carrying cash. <laughs> For the entire lease. I have I have the whole thing in cash. That's my only selling point. Or that's my only option that I can do. So I have to see these people in person. And they're going to be like. Hey man. 
you're 19 with a god-awful credit score and nothing to prove yourself that you won't go all Jesse Pinkman in my house. Um, and then I really go Jesse Pinkman and pull out 14K in cash and be like, hey, man, no more questions, all right? Um, and I just don't know how that'll go, but that's my only option. And my haircut's getting worse as the podcast goes. I don't know how that works. The The hair is just getting worse. Um, something else I've been thinking about a lot is the, the exclusiveness of happiness and attractiveness and traumatized. And people who are traumatized. Like, you ever see that little graph on the Instagram Explore page that was like, food cheap, healthy, tasty. You can only pick two. No, only me? Well, I saw that one a few times and I would be like, damn, you really can only pick. There's not a lot of stuff that is cheap, that is tasty, and that is healthy. Ah, you pick two usually. Um, and I noticed that with people in this corner little sidetrack. I'm sorry. I notice every time I'm I'm posting an, uh, an episode, I feel like my lips are in terrible shape. I, it's kind of a chapped or or falling apart. And I'm going to be real with you. I, don't, I have no lip care regimen because my mom calls me a fruitcake unironically if I put on sunscreen. So if she walked in to my room and I was putting on something on my lips... Guess what's under the Christmas tree? A big dildo. And nothing wrong with that. But that's just not my, uh, my, uh, luck of the draw. You could say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people are either funny, traumatized, or they are one of the two funny, traumatized, or attractive. And, um, you know, this is a, th- a theory I've had for a while, but I got to put it into action. As many of you know, I had a little bit of a, a gold rush with a video of mine that people thought was uh, worthy of praise, let's say. A little promiscuous boy era. Hold <gasps> the applause. And during that time, I'd never received any sort of recognition for my bone structure, let's say that. Nothing. No applause for the face, ever, not even one compliment, and I'm not saying that out of, uh, woe is me, but I had never also had a desire for that, so I didn't feel anything was missing, anyway, all of a sudden, Anna Banana's over here, thirsting over me, (laughs) oh yeah, and her whole cancel thing, when she apologized from everything from 9-11 to the Holocaust, um, I saw, I saw it first, just saying, I'm not going to expand on that, but I did see it first, and, um, yeah, everyone was, you know, everyone was tagging me, and freaking Vinny was captioning, I'm just so handsome, and I'm like, dude, pop out pussycat, you know what I'm saying, but it was strange, because the more praise I got for this gift, let's call it, it was insane how clear I felt that I was getting unfunnier. You cannot fight it. You cannot fight it. If you take a really funny person and you gas them up and the whole world gasses them up, they are going to get unfunnier. It varies how much unfunnier. Some people it takes one compliment and they will never crack a joke again because they think they are hot stuff. Others who are who have, you know, small egos and think they are indifferent of compliments and they will not be affected. Even after you get uh, rained on, why am I speaking like a monk? After you get a lot of praise, it will it will chip at you slowly and, and soon enough you'll be a sway boy yourself. And it's not so much that you get a big ego, but it's just that you get less funny. And it doesn't mix. You cannot be attractive and funny impossible impossible like oil and water they do not mix like mint and chocolate they should not mix and 
growing up, I noticed this a lot. I remember in junior high, I, I had this epiphany. I was like, damn, Rock Reesh over here from Nepal cracks a good joke. But there is no wait list for Rock Reesh. God bless Rock Reesh. Shout out to Rock Reesh. But over here, Isaac and James and... I'm using, I don't know why I'm using real names. I'm sorry. Um, they're pulling here and there. But they couldn't make someone laugh for their life. Of course, if, unless they're putting someone else down, which is a whole other ballgame. I'm talking about really funny people. Um, so, yeah, I kind of freaked out about it when it, I was kind of fighting this. And I wanted to be <laughs> real first world problems here on Night of Character. But I was like, damn, I, I can't be posted up at my best angles. You know, I just can't <laughs> for my own good, for my own sanity. Like, uh, you know, you can just point out people that you, you know, Pete Davidson, for example. There's no way Pete Davidson is as funny as he would be if he didn't get a single compliment over from his looks. I'm not saying he has to be uglier, but if not a single person was like Daddy Pete, you know, would he be funnier? He would definitely be funnier. And this brings me back to the trifecta. There is attractive, there is funny. And there is traumatized. Now, I have not met someone who is all three, like I said. But that would be the only way to do it. You couldn't be funny and attractive. But traumatized. You know what? The triangle doesn't work. God damn it. Because you could be traumatized and attractive. <sighs> Why am I... <sighs> um, let's just go back to square one. You got to be, I think you got to be some level of traumatized to be funny. Whether that is you got flashed in the locker room when you were nine or your parents got decapitated in front of you. It has to be something. And I, and I wholeheartedly believe people who do not have that and still really want to be funny have an insecurity about that and are fighting an uphill battle. And you know what? too bad for you. You've got enough. You've had it good enough. You'll be fine. But really, the funniest people are the most traumatized. The most funny. We need a a, a comedy club for Holocaust survivors. The next Dave Chappelle is probably in one of those double-A meetings, you know, being an alcoholic and such. But could he crack a good joke? He probably could. And it is crazy because comedy, I saw this somewhere. They say comedy is the yassified version of tragedy. And I think that is some sort of, uh, I don't know, something derived from actual philosophy. You know what? I'm going to stop scratching my ass. I'm not actually scratching my ass. It's a metaphor. But you see what I'm saying? And it's a good thing and it should be that way. Because it, there's no reason why you want to make other people laugh. People want to make other people laugh. is because they just want to be liked. They just want to be loved. They were never loved. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, I was about to do the thing. You know when people say, I have a friend. And they just talk about themselves and they go really in depth. I saw some guy who was like, in some videos like yeah my friend is really addicted to meth he keeps he's well, he's not addicted but he smokes sometimes and you know me and his pals are worried about him but is it cool that he smokes a little bit of meth and it's like hey man i think you're smoking meth you know what i'm saying anyway i talk you listen you know the drill but um I don't know, everything, it does definitely base on, especially TikTok right now, TikTok is dead, TikTok is dead, and right now it's, it's built its grave, and it's dead, you know how, like in the last episode, I was talking to Ivy, it used to be that you had, you know, if you left TikTok, not as a creator, but in, in watching, you felt like you were missing something in the social come up, oh snap, I just sal salivated I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry about that. Listeners, you're probably fine. <clears throat> that one came from my belly. Um, but it was that you, if you weren't there, you were missing out. You know, couch guy or whatever. Couch guy is pretty reason. But, you know, my table was broken, stuff like that. You had to be there to see it. Now it's kind of secondhand from Twitter and such. But the biggest thing is, if I were to tell you, did you know that the beginning, in the beginning of thir- in the beginning of TikTok, there wasn't a single thirst trap? Isn't that so strange? Like, if you were on TikTok in the beginning of it, and you were, you know, transitioning and stuff, people would be like, what are you doing? We're supposed to be duetting disabled people and dancing or whatever. Hey, I don't condone it, but that's what it was. And we've grown since then, yes. We've grown and we've fallen some. But, like the first, remember the transitions that those two boys were doing and now they've fallen off, but they were they were like super basic transitions and everyone was like, hoorah, I don't know how he's doing this. Now, everyone is transitioning. Yeah. Even trans people, more trans people now than ever. Trans pride. Um, I believe in that, yes, and I support that, just for the record. So anything gets taken out of context. And now it's a space for boosting your own ego, and um, I sound like such a loser, and I know, but someone has to do it. Someone has um, The British are coming. That's me. I'm the guy, Paul Revere. And I'm telling you, remember when I told you H3 would die? Within a month, H3 now, look it up, their social blade, they have been losing subscribers for months, they're dead, they're finished, and all, there's just one nail in the coffin, people get enough, he bites the wrong, you know, he says something about Jungkook or something, and then we'll really put him to rest, and I'll be there for it, Ethan Klein, but TikTok is now, it is uh, not what it was at all, there's nothing groundbreaking, there's no creators coming out of it no fan bases for anything um anything that's not like maggon type thing there's no really fan bases for much anyway i'm just bitching and moaning i'm sure we'll be fine but i'm also i don't like it because they don't pay canadians there's no creator fund for canadians so screw that like wow i'd be fine if i didn't get i didn't get paid and y'all down south didn't get paid so we were on the same page now it just feels unfair anyway i remember we made the freak show tiktok account when i was trying to convince them i was like guys just let me get the payout from this account i'll just take this one because you guys got out your accounts what about me and it was like dead quiet and then we split it in fourths anyway just thinking a lot. I saw a comment yesterday on the on the video with Ivy, and they were saying, uh, "Wow, this was really good," and and I actually enjoyed it. I remember watching your Curtis Connor episode, and it was quite literally unlistenable. Parentheses. I'm sorry. And you know what? That is so true. Not even about the growth. I mean, is there whatever? But that episode specifically was so bad it was so bad primarily because a i didn't know how to interview or podcast or anything b i didn't know who curtis connor was i had no clue who he was i still don't really know now i know a little bit more but i didn't know who he was i didn't know who i was talking to I was just a horrible interview and it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing that I messaged him the day after recording it. And I was like, because I rewatched the episode and I was like, I really do not want to put this out. I don't want to put this out. And then I messaged him. I'm like, you're not going to believe this, Curtis. Kurt, everything was wiped. The It's all deleted. Everything is gone. My video, your video is gone. Audio is gone. Um, 
yeah, I'm really pissed because I really wanted this to come out. And like, if you're down tomorrow, we can give another shot. And he goes, oh, damn. And that's it. Just damn. So no, he was already doing me favors for the first one. He wasn't going to do it again. And I was so embarrassed that. And then the next day I had to message him again. And I was like, you're not going to believe this, Kurt. I I got it. I found it. It was in my like a recycling bin on my computer. I found it and it's going to be up because I needed I, I thought what I needed was big names. But now I, I now I've been in this podcast business long enough that I know it's content over everything. You know, you guys, as you know, I'm uh, on my last episode perfectionist. You could tell by the evolution of the show. I keep tweaking stuff because I want to have it as good as I can. The template's getting smaller, bigger, removed. What's the template now? Connecting to America online. That's the only thing that I pulled out of the AOL template. And I think it's best how it is because I realize, you know, if you're going to get someone to listen for an hour, it's got to be something. No, they're not watching. You know, for me personally, though, I listen to so much podcasts that I that I thought I knew what I was doing. Anyway, point is, we're here, we're now, I think we're 36 episodes in. Hoorah! That's 36 hours, uh, at least. Many have been scrapped, um, and many are second, third takes. And I'm glad to be here, and thank you for listening. But yeah, shout out to Kurt, and after I saw that comment, I privated the video. I privated it. It's gone. It's on audio still. So if you really want to listen to it, it's on audio. I could private it on audio, but oh well. It's on audio and it was just rough. And also with the first like five episodes with the guests having no video, it was simply because I thought it would be easier to digest, you know, if you're watching Emma Lou describe why she should be forgiven for screaming the n-word at random black people it would be a little bit easier if you didn't have to be staring at this girl's face being like damn i hate this bitch the way she just the way she just sitting there and ah in her freaking the way she's smile you know and it would make it easier for her if she wasn't worried about how she looked while she was talking not just her but all of them because i wanted really to get people out of character and some of them really funny because i would i would get on a zoom call with them i'd be like all right turn off your camera because i didn't want to look at them while we were talking be like okay yeah i don't need to see your face and then i'd be talking to them like i don't know if they do this but don't priests put you on the other side of that wall make you confess that's who I was. I was past your Hamza. Anyway, I'm really getting into this blanket. Um, it's just nuts, man. It's nuts because um, I've decided that no more indecision, and I don't care if I make a bad mistake. I'm a young boy. I'm a young bull, and I have so much time to make mistakes. And I always tell people this, but... There's sometimes some sort of gap between what you preach and what you do. And that's because we're only human. And I'm going to be making more mistakes. And I want to get robbed a couple times. I want to get mugged a couple times. I want to be eating like ramen in conspicuous locations where you should not be eating ramen. Alleyways, subways, things like that. Live it up. And um, God bless my parents, but... They really know how to shut you down when you have a dream. Um, <laughs> they're just like, yeah, like I told you guys, or I think I said somebody, but my mom, like I told my mom about me wanting to move to Toronto, and she just like starts sending me TikToks about how bad crime is in Toronto. She's like, hey, huh? And then she starts like cooking extra good food, um, all my favorites for the past week. She's like, oh, wow, we're having, you know, we're having this for the sixth day in a row. Do you know how to cook this on your own? My loved, my beloved boy? 
Like, I'll figure it out. And at some point it is some, it is, there are elements of, uh, you know, that's what a parent does. You, they protect and want the best for you and don't want to see you struggling. But it comes to a point where it's like, hey, I feel like you don't want the best for me. And I am an ignorant young man, but this is just uh, an idea I have sometimes where it's like, hey, if you really wanted me to be my ideal self, I got to step through. I got to step in some mud just a little bit. I got to cry a little bit. I got to bleed. I got to sweat. I got to talk to people. Oh, I'm going to have to talk to people. You know, I, and it's weird because like I told you guys, I, I do have that problem with myself where I convince myself that I can do something so much. And then when it's go time, I can't. So in my mind, I think, yeah, I could definitely talk to people. I'm very social, outgoing. And yeah, be, and I know that because I say, you know, have a good day to the coffee people. Bar Teristas. And that's where I get that from. When I was younger, I would tell people I could do a backflip because I could do a cartwheel. And I was just convinced, hey, if it really got down to it and I really needed to do a backflip, in a in a life or death backflip situation, I'll bust out the backflip, sure. And when it gets down to it, when it's recess and my crush is watching and they're like, all right, let's go. Let's see you, baby. And I land on my collarbone and I don't even know what that was. I didn't know what a collarbone was, but I knew I landed on it. That's what I'm talking about. In my mind, I'm very social. I do talk to people here and there, you know. But if I have to, <laughs> it's out of character. Um, Yeah, in also the full version of that song, it's out of character. Here's the lyrics for it. I'll sing it for you right, right quick. Pull up a chair. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to read it. Pull up a chair. I'm going to sing it. I changed my mind. I'm going to sing it. Pull up a chair. Ah. You have to. I'm just going to read it. Pull up a chair. Sit on the floor. And I'll tell you a story you've never heard before. Is that how it goes? Pull up a chair. Sit on the floor. And I'll tell you a story you never heard before. Something special. Something mean. Something I hope we keep in between. It's out of character. I made the lyrics by myself, but credit where credit is due. You know, when you have a, a memory that's, you know it's a memory, and you know what happened, but you can't piece it together because it happened so long ago. When I was younger, I used to, I don't even know what it what's going on. Please help me piece this together. I think there was an app called Smule or something, something by Smule. And I'm not talking about the piano one, but it would be this one where you would just sing to it or or talk into it and it would turn it into a full blown song. And in my memories, oh my God, it was surreal. Or or singify, songify. Songify. That's it. Songify. I'm gonna do a, a real quick a Google here. Songify app. No way, that's it. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm looking at the app and how it looks. That's crazy, the memories. Anyway, here's its selling point. Songify turns speech into text. And you would sing to it or just talk. And it would turn it into music. Like bumping music, music you could get down to. And I'm like, that's me. That's me popping off. And I remember there's a top song of someone because there'd be like a leaderboard and everyone votes on each other's song. And someone had a song. And I don't think it's a song. I think he might have took it from somewhere else. But this is where I hear it from. He read like a poem of sorts. And it really messed with my head because it was kind of like that song. Can you spend a little time, time slipping in away, away from us to stay? 
So I can make, you know, it's kind of starts where it ends kind of thing. This one was all a bunch of oxymorons. And it starts like this. Pull up a chair, sit on the floor, and I'll tell you a story you've never heard before of two blind men who got up to fight, pulled out their guns, and stabbed with a knife. Damn, I wish someone, if you know what I'm talking about, please help me. I don't know what it's from. I was nine, and the memory's so vague. And I love those memories that are so vague that you don't know what's going on, and you can kind of make it up as you go. Like, my oldest memory, this might be completely BS, but I remember being in a stroller, so I was young enough to be in a stroller, and a, a dog, a huge dog, huge to me, I was like nine pounds, just walked up to me and sniffed me, and it was one of those Dalmatians, and I was like, damn, what? These dudes got spots, like a Dalmatian. I probably didn't think all that. But now that's what I think. I think that's what I what I thought if I was in that situation now. Um, it's beautiful. People, um, you know, things things are great. Um, we did get an email. For sorry, I just, I just, uh, I just sidetracked because Jennifer Lawrence has a baby bump. At Jennifer Lawrence has a baby bump. Who got Jennifer Lawrence pregnant? Oh my god. Podcast and chill is trending right now, folks. What? What is this talking about? Black people are too quick to unite when they want to destroy another black person. Oh, I thought this was just about podcasts. I thought people were, nope, okay, this is a whole thing. I thought people were just talking about how much they love podcasts. Okay. Uh, anyway, Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant, God bless her. And I don't think we will ever be able to repay the uh, Hunger Games series for what it is and what it did and the impact it did and the pull it had. That had me reading and I had never read anything. The last thing I had read, you know, while I was a, an eighth grader, was The Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar. And maybe a couple of Junie B. Jones. And that was read to me. I didn't read it. Miss Gurley, I, oh my God. It's crazy when you think back to when you're younger and you remember what your teachers used to do to you. And you kind of just thought it was like, man, like when it was happening or kind of annoying even. But then you think back and you're like, that was so sweet that they did that. They did not have to do that. Like every day in third grade, all the whole class, if we were good, can you imagine this? If we were being good, generally good, I don't know how you rate that, but just good kids throughout the day. While we were sitting in our backpacks, crisscross applesauce, waiting for the bell to ring and go to the buses, Mrs. Gurley would sit down and read us a couple pages out of the Junie B. Jones. And the room was dead quiet, and unless there was need for laughter. You know, Junie B. Jones maybe stole some toothpaste or something, and you'd hear all the kids laugh in unison. <laughs> like, was it that funny? I don't know. But that was, like, that's so sweet. What a scene. What a scene. Shout out to Miss Gurley. She ended up becoming the principal, so she went from third grade teacher to principal after the our teacher and I don't remember her name but she looked very young and she was very attractive it started Miss H it started with an H she's very young and very attractive and we all thought she was like 24 until I remember she like touched one of the kids not in any weird way or anything just a innocent touch maybe touched her hand and this young man saw her hand and it was the most wrinkly old hand ever. And he started rumors that this lady was like 80 years old, covered in makeup. Maybe she was in between. Maybe she was like 45 and had a couple of Botox. But she looked extremely young until you see her hand. And it was the Wicked Witch of the West. 
And then uh, they caught her cheating or something. Either she was cheating on someone or she had cancer. And I swear to God, I could not tell you what it was today. It was pretty 50-50 at the time. She just disappeared one day. So either she cheated, she was sleeping with a teacher or something and got fired, or she had cancer and quit. I'm going with uh, cheating. That's more fun. And then you also remember memories when you're younger and you think, oh my God, this teacher was a psychopath. They did not have to be doing all this. I remember there was this teacher named Miss Castleberry. And basically, she just ran the streets. She ran the hallways. If you were in the hallway and you were passing by her, she was the freaking, what were the Nazis called? Whatever the Nazis were called, she would have been a Nazi. The... Damn it. When they freaking frizz you down. Who were those Nazis that frizz you down? Um, The Chancellor. The, she would have been a Chancellor. She'd grill you and be like, where should you be right now? And it wasn't no fun stuff. It was grilling you down. And in lunch, she would be, she'd have a whistle hanging by her neck. And she'd just be marching left and right, staring us down. And if some kid ate too much or too fast or, or laughed too hard, she'd blow that whistle and tell us all to shut up. And if we were too loud, too many lunches in a row, we would have silent lunches. So imagine you got this cafeteria packed of little kids finally on their break. And you're like, I don't want to hear a single And they thought they were doing something, but I loved it. We all loved it because it just, you know, it made every word so much more valuable. You want to tell a joke during no talk time? That joke better be funny. And it doesn't even have to be funny. You're withholding that laugh. I would steal a tater tot. And they couldn't they couldn't be like, dude, give it back. Because if you say one word, Miss Castleberry is going to run it up. And then later on, I figured out Miss Castleberry... I'm going to put on some freaking chapstick. Aquaphor. Miss Castleberry had adopted kids of all races. Now with white women, that's either a very sweet and wholesome time. Or they're a serial killer, psychopath, lesbian. It's one or the other. And I never, let's just say I never saw her with a man. She was quite old though. There are old lesbians. But just putting that out there, giving you the full picture. Um, yeah, and I notice I, you know, I just like to notice bad habits that I do, just poke holes in myself. Usually, it used to be to uh, be self-aware, self-aware king. Uh-oh, self-aware king, written by a woman. That's what I was kind of going for. But now I'm just poking so many holes that I can't even stand. Am I, am I, is this even bad for me anymore? Yesterday I was analyzing myself that I think I just hate too much stuff and people. Um, and I don't hate. I just say that I hate. But, you know, I saw something that was like, maybe you hate because you're just not playing in the game. Maybe you're just sitting on the bench. That's why you're such a hater. And you know what? Made me reflect. I had beef with Tom Holland just by myself. I was in my room yesterday and I don't know why I was just beefing with Tom Holland. I wasn't saying I wasn't talking to anyone or doing anything, but in my head, I'm like, damn, Spider-Man, you five foot seven. He thinks he's so funny because he keeps doing these fake leaks. Oh, wow. I did not mean to leak that. Oh, I'm not. I should not be kissing this beautiful woman Zendaya in the car. And that got leaked. It's not leaked. It's not leaked. That's called PR. That's called movie press. That's called box office. You are just a cog in a system. And don't pretend like you're nothing else. Tom Holland. And I almost just made up a middle name for you. That's how mad I am. Um. So I still got beef with him. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not all gone. And if I did see him. I'd probably get a selfie. And I would probably kiss him on the cheek. And I wouldn't do anything because I'm just all talk. But I think there's other people deserving. You know, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's got to be the easiest ones to act of all of them. 
I'm not saying it's easy. And I also realized this. I was also poking holes in myself. And I remember us talking to Aaron on After Dark. Talking about I think I could act. And yikes. That must have been a yikes moment for you guys listening. If you're an actor. Because that's that's what everyone says. Who's not an actor. Yeah, I could probably act. So I am ignorant. I am selfish. I am wealthy. What is that? How does that go? I am wealthy. I am... I am that bitch. Sorry. I mean a curse. You can't find it. Um, so yeah. Like I said. On my I'm trying not to spiral and I'm doing pretty good this episode. It's like I get close to the deep end and then I dip my toes and I talk about I get out of character and then I talk about freaking tattoos and Curtis Connor. But today, what I'm eating today, this is what I'm talking about. My mom keeps cooking up these freaking meals trying to keep me in here like that wicked witch with the house made of candy you know what we're having today we're having a chicken but this is no ordinary chicken this is a fat ass chicken i opened the oven i thought it was a turkey i swear to god i thought it was a turkey it's as big as a turkey and i dug through the trash and i found the wrapper you know how much this hoe weighs 3.6 kilograms eight pounds Eight pounds. I know a couple of newborns that are eight pounds. Eight pounds? That's one pound on the drummy alone. You're eating two drummies. Two pound of drummies. Three pound of drummies. Four pound of drummies. Oh my God. That's what I'm talking about. Gaslight. Girl boss. And that's what my mama's doing to me. She's a girl boss, gaslight, or whatever. She's also so dramatic about stuff. I think this is a Middle Eastern mom thing. But let's just say, ever since I like turned 12 years old, my mom has been repeating to me, you're not who you used to be, man. I miss the old you. And you know what? That does a number on you. And, I and I've tried multiple times, interventions. I'm like... Hey, mom, you can't say that. That makes me feel very bad. She'd be like, bitch, you used, you know, you used to fold the laundry and now you don't. I'm like, oh, my God. Wait until I'm actually bad. Don't you love that? Don't you love that when you're a good boy, you're a good son? I never done anything bad, particularly, ever, really. And they start beefing with you and think you're all, they don't appreci appreciate you for how good you are. You're like, all right. Wait until I'm a real naughty boy and don't come, con or, or wait until, you know, Lil Hom's over here grows up. I can already tell you, you never get me twice, baby. I'm not who I was. Enjoy me now. Oh, I don't know what accent was coming in there. I watched Blood Diamond yesterday on Netflix. And it's crazy. Um, You ever like watch someone or know someone or listen or not know someone, but some sort of celebrity. And you're like, when they die, it's really going to sink in uh, how much their impact is or how, you know, how talented they were. And I was watching Blood Diamond. And I was like Leonardo DiCaprio is the main guy. Insane. Crazy. His acting. Like a full-blooded South African raised in Africa. You couldn't tell any different. And then you watch Django Unchained and this man's yelling the N-word hard R. And you're like, it's crazy, the dynamic. And that's what acting is. And that's why I don't think I can act. But that movie was really good. Blood Diamond, I really recommend it it's about um blood diamonds in africa and it's got a whole plot and subplot and a lot of shooting and killing um but yeah if leo dies if leonardo dicaprio dies um he will definitely be and dude's got like one oscar or no oscars crazy i don't even know what really oscars are people have oscars for like like cast and crew on movies 
They give Oscars for everything. And Grammys, too. I saw a picture of, you know, Phineas. You know, that guy that I don't like. Phineas Eilish. Dude came out of the Grammys with nine little trumpets. All he did was, like, pay rent for Billy when she was 16. Screw Phineas. Screw Phineas. And at this moment, I'm a little bit regretting wearing this blanket over me throughout this whole podcast. But what are you going to do? Um. Yeah, man. It's just crazy. When I was, uh, I was trying to pay my rent when I was beginning TikTok when I was up here. I wasn't making any money from TikTok and I was grinding. I would make five TikToks a day, like really thought out ones. And then I would line them all up and I'd shoot down four and pick the fifth one, my favorite one, and post that one. That was my strategy. Um, or not five exactly every time, but three, four, five, something like that. And I would like have them done. I would have tick, I would have notes. I would just sit and I would take inspiration from everything. Real groundbreaking stuff. And then I was like, damn. And then I started making progress. Now, you know, having 300K on the app back then is not what it is today. But I was slowly going up. And I had been using Skillshare to learn, you know, that website Skillshare. To uh, to learn how to play the piano on my own. I didn't learn much, but I was trying. And um, I learned about how to become a teacher on Skillshare. How to make your own course. And it's pretty damn easy. And I was like, I need to make a course on how to be TikTok famous because I know exactly how to. And no one, it's not that no one else knew, but it's that no one was using the app. And I could tell in two years, it'll be extremely mainstream. And if I'm the first one to make a, because if at the time, that's how, this is how early TikTok was. At the time, if you saw a course on Skillshare talking about how to get TikTok famous, you the first thing you'd ask is what is TikTok? That's how early it was. I'm a, I was an early adopter, and it was crazy. Let me check my Google Drive because I wrote a ten-page, uh, like script and everything, and I was gonna record myself, and um, because I knew exactly how. Oh my God, this is gonna be interesting. Actually, uh, please tell me I have it. Um, I'm gonna find it. I will find it. Uh, but as I search, it was a very in-depth, detailed, not how to get followers. Oh, I found it. <gasps> Here's the date. 6520. When is that? 6520. That's a really long time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ten pages long. Okay, I'm going to read through it to you. That's crazy. So this was before anyone was doing this. You got to remember this, okay? This is a key point of it. This is mid-2020, a.k.a. six months after 2019. And here's my tips. I'm just going to read through it. I had a complete uh, breakdown of how to get started username, bio, everything, how to link stuff, content categories. Here's where here are my content categories. Before you start, it's a good idea to sketch out a possible demographic for your videos. Perhaps you are a part of this demographic. It would only help this this is really good. There are comedy sketches, dancing videos, informative videos, children's content. You obviously don't want to copy them verbatim. Now I talk about the algorithm. I had the algorithm down before anybody man once they've um whoa when you post a video they will give you a sample of viewers to your follower count so if you have zero followers they will give you 20 views if you have 10k they will give you 500 views 100k 5k the algorithm notes interactions shares watch time comments this is nuts general tips and your first hit how to capitalize. I'm just scrolling through. The essential, the three essential C's. Oh, wow. I'm coming up with terms. Okay, guys, listen up. 
Here are your three essential C's on how to become a social media conglomerate on TikTok. Um, the th- are the essential C's are a being a character. You have to be a character. B you have to be consistent. And three confidence. Hey, that would still work today. And it goes paragraph. Do you guys want this? Does anyone want to be TikTok clouded? Um, how to monetize, sponsoring posts, frequency of monetization, um, if merch is for you, and how to introduce it. Don't do this. Take a break. Anything controversial, anything political, possible initial positive reaction, but you'll get sucked in. Show your followers that your account is dying. <gasps> Yo, that's a big thing. Never show your followers that your account is dying. You just dug your own grave. Remember, folks, twenty early 2020. It's actually not that early. I thought it was earlier than that. But the reason why I did this was to make money. I was making no money. Um, and I thought I had something that the people would want. Supply and demand. And I bet you if I did post it and put that on Skillshare, I'd be loaded right now. People on Skillshare make a lot of money. Um, do I think this is cringe? Do I think this is embarrassing? No, I do not. And mainly because I do not want to betray the entrepreneurial, betray the spirit, the go-getter spirit I had, or betray myself in the past, uh, at all. I mean, not at all. I don't ever want to not do it, but I think people are too quick on the back go back on their old self these days you know have a little bit of a spine of course if you don't have any confidence when you say things then it is easy to sweep them on the under the rug when time passes and now is the part of the co- the podcast when i'm speaking like that rat from the ninja turtles all metaphors in oxymorons and i'm getting a little lightheaded because Believe it or not, this entire hour, my perception of how I'm talking in every episode is like this. I think I am Mr. Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, I think I am speaking so fast that people are freaking out trying to catch up on what I'm saying. That's what I think, and I swear to God, I'm out of breath right now talking. (gasps) I think I'm speaking so fast that you're lost in the sauce, and you're like, wow... I'm on some Ben Shapiro type stuff, some Brett Weinstein, Tim Pool. I don't know why they're all fast speaking Republicans, but you get the gist. There's not a lot of fast speaking Democrats. Let's be honest. Sleepy ass Joe. Sleepy Joe, you're going to speak. You know, that's me. Sleepy Joe probably thinks he's talking real fast. But when he watches, like I'm genuinely embarrassed watching my how slow I talk. But that's the only way I can not, like, make even a shred of sense because I need stuff to simmer before I talk. And I saw a clip of the podcast on TikTok, and it was fast-forwarded, man. (laughs) And it wasn't even fast-forwarded, like, two times. It was, like, fast-forwarded, like, 1.3 times so you wouldn't notice, just so I could sound normal. Hey, screw you, man. No, I'm just kidding. If you have to do that for a talk, post it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that talk did did good. That's like kind of ableist. Sis. That's ableist, sis. Oh, I'm just going to make a bunch of audio, potential audios right now. This is just going to be to wrap up the episode. If you got to the end, this is your little gift. Here are some potential audios that you can use on TikTok. That's ableist, sis. Okay, don't be mad. I got the drip. Tell me you're the cool friend without... Tell me you're the bestie without telling me you're the bestie. I'll go first. Ooh, I like that one a lot. Um... Oh no, my croissant.
And that'll be all for you guys. Hopefully next week I'll conjure up five more potential audios for you. Thank you everyone for listening out of character.store. I will see you guys Wednesday. Peace out. Oh, this? It's out of character. Go to out of character.store to get your merch.